I'm Xander Wilson, and welcome to another episode of the Silver Bullet Podcast. This podcast is about lessons learned in running a business, with a strong focus on startup founders and CEOs. It's all about finding out what gaps these disruptors have identified in the market, what they're doing differently to their competitors, and of course, to find out their silver bullet for business success. On today's episode of the Silver Bullet Podcast, I'm chatting with Dov Kaufman, co-founder and CEO of video-based e-commerce platform, Tolstoy. During the podcast, we chat about how Tolstoy is helping brands leverage user-generated video and why company culture needs to be a priority from day one. So Dov, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, great to be here. So just to start with, tell me a bit about Tolstoy. What's the elevator pitch for the company? Um, so we enable brands to communicate authentically with their customers through video. That's kind of like the bottom line, uh, authentic communication. Yeah. And, and how did the company begin? Where did the idea come from? And I guess, thirdly, what was the gap in the market that you first identified when, when the idea came around? Cool. So, um, so my co-founder and I have been in the industry for about like 10, 10 years now. Um, we started as early employees of another company called Yatpo, um, which, uh, uh, kind of brought UGC and trust, uh, in, in the form of for, or like originally reviews, um, to the industry. Um, so we've been in the, like in the e-com space, in the trust and authenticity space for a very long time. Uh, and we were, uh, for years following the rise of video and importance of video in communication, um, and it just kind of started to become very, very clear to us that um, a new form of communicating with customers uh, had to take place. It was, wasn't just like video first. It was basically like video only. Um, uh, so if we think about like uh, TikTok uh, and, and video taking over social media and, um, and our, like as consumers, our content consumption behavior, um, we realized that there was a, a real gap in the market um, for that type of engaging communication uh, with merchants. Um, so kind of answering all your questions at once, I don't know, um, I'm not, not really um, go, going in order, but basically it was all kind of similar. Like we were working in the space, um, uh, we saw an increasing need to, um, to have video become a key part of the buying experience. Uh, specifically like short form swipeable video. Um, and, um, and that's what we, so, so we actually ended up leaving Yatpo together to, to start this company, uh, Tolstoy, um, that is a video platform for authentic communication, um, rather than like another layer on top of, uh, like a legacy, um, uh, form of communication. This is an entirely new form of communication, an entirely new medium uh, to communicate with customers. Yeah. And to what extent did, I guess, the rise of platforms like Instagram and TikTok, you know, play into it? I mean, I it would, would Tolstoy be what it is without those platforms existing? Yeah. So great question. Um, I think, I think definitely not. Um, Originally, about seven years ago, um, we started having the idea of communicating with video. And then, so, so at Tolstoy, we have like the platform lets you um, very easily create or import uh, different 
like video formats. So you have the swipeable short form video, um, and that is a hundred percent. I think like uh, um, would not have would not have come into creation if um, if this wasn't like the new form of of communicating outside of of ecom. Basically, what we saw is um, the way that we communicate online is totally changed over the past five to six years. Um, but the storefront is not right. Uh, you go to any any storefront and it basically looks unchanged. It's like text, image, uh, navigation bar. Um, and that was the realization that led us to, to start Tolstoy. And I think we would not have come to that realization if if the shift to video hadn't taken place. And it's not just I don't even think it's just like. Um, the rise of the social platforms, it all kind of is tied together, right? Like uh, bandwidth uh, increased uh, as uh, networks uh, became more powerful. Um, uh, and so there was more bandwidth and, and video it is easier to, to download without uh, impacting site speed. Um, and then with COVID, uh, everyone started to become very comfortable recording video and uh, ingesting video that wasn't brand content. It was more like UGC. Um, and, and that shift, I think, was just like a major, major shift in consumer behavior um, that also precipitated the rise of video in, in social platforms. So I think it's like that shift also pre precipitated Tolstoy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess before we dive more into Tol what Tolstoy is doing at the moment and, and the future, I wanted to go a little bit into your background. This podcast is about founders and CEOs and, and as much as it is about the companies they work for, it's about how they got to where they were. Can you tell me a bit about your career to date um, and, and what the steps were where, where you ended up at? Oh, you've mentioned the company you were at previously, but I guess if you go further back, what, what was your career journey like up to this point? So that was, I mean, honestly, Yatpo was um, like the main, my main school. So, um, so a bit earlier on, I got, um, so I, I grew up in Israel, um, got a, then, then moved to the States, got a, a degree in English um, and creative writing at Princeton. Um, and that's kind of where also like the name Tolstoy comes from. He's my, was my favorite author. Um, and, and I, I've just been kind of consumed by this idea of, um, telling stories, uh, for, for my whole life in different, in different forms. Um, and so, um, so after college, I, I started a, um, like a, a startup, um, my, my first attempt at a startup and I, I spent two years, um, basically running it into the ground, um, but learning a lot along the way. So that was my, my first school of like all the things not to do, um, uh, how not to manage, how not to raise money, how th the one thing I think we did well at, at, at that startup was actually like uh, hack marketing. Uh, we ended up getting to a few thousand users of what was kind of like a social dating app. I was um, uh, like a young guy and, and, and really <clears throat> liked the idea of um, uh, moving dating online. Uh, this was before Tinder, um, before all the dating apps. Um, and but I just I had no idea how to how to um, manage a company that was um, I had some tech background. Um, I had like some some marketing uh, uh, abilities, um, but but I, I couldn't run a company. And then um, I owed my dad a bunch of money. So I ended up taking a job at this small startup um, here in Israel 
uh, called Yatpo. We were four people. My my now co-founder Nimrod joined a few weeks after me, um, and I, I joined as um, as the first support rep. Um, but it was clear to me even then, like I just I really liked the founders. Um, there was something kind of special about them. And then for for the next eight years, um, I got a front row seat at like building a great company. Um, so we joined when the company was four people. We left when it was already 800 people. Um, and I, I grew. I, so I started as head of support. I left as uh, vice president of business development and partnerships um, and kind of like learned everything that um, uh, uh, I, I know um, during, during those eight years, watching Tomer, uh, the CEO of Yatpo. Um, and I think... That, that was a major, that, that was like the major shift in, in my career and also my life um, uh, in just learning how to, how to build a company um, and, and also learning how to sell. So six months into my time at Yatpo as head of support, um, the company was going to their first e-commerce conference ever. And I was the only English speaker in the company because we were in Tel Aviv. Um, so... Uh, Tomel, the CEO, invited me to uh, attend the, the conference with him. Um, and when we got to the conference and I got onto the floor and started talking to people and selling to people, he kind of saw that. And um, I ended up making a few sales um, like directly on the conference, uh, at the conference, uh, and then more after. And he kind of saw that and said, OK, you're, I'm moving you away from support and into uh, sales, partnerships, biz dev. Um, and that that kind of started started my real career and then just like working with him seeing him build his company um uh yeah um gave me the tools and confidence to, to then um kind of mature and um and start my own company yeah it's really interesting uh i've chatted with a lot of people on this podcast about you know the, the first time that they try and do a startup or start a business. It's it's quite challenging, but but there are lessons to be learned and we've sort of covered some of them there. One of the other things I wanted to talk about is is company culture. And I guess when you reflect back on those experiences um, that you've had and, and your own company that you've started up and 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 you mentioned was quite a challenge and, and the other places you've worked, were there any things you wanted to replicate in the company culture at Tolstoy that you'd learned previously? And, and on the flip side, were there any business or cultural practices that you wanted to avoid? The main thing I wanted to avoid, I'll, maybe I'll start with that, is um, I wanted to avoid overthinking um, situations. So one, one of the most important lessons I learned from Tomel, um, and also just from my, my experience at Yadpo, kind of growing with the company, um, is the importance of not this is going to sound cheesy, but the importance of not like not giving up and not not just not giving up and being persistent. That's kind of like um, I think uh, just like a well known um, thing to do. But actually, the importance of just not thinking about things, uh, like not overthinking. Um, so sometimes you have a way forward, you have a goal, um, and it will become at some point very very clear to you that the goal that you set for yourself is not possible. Um, you will fail um, for whatever reason. Um, you, you know best what's going on in the field, and you know that it's not possible uh, to reach the original goal that you set for yourself. In that situation, the most important thing to do that I, at least from my experience, is just to keep going, to put your head down and just not worry about failing, um, because that's a lot of what 
it is, um, it's, it's worry and fear. Um, when, when you, when you think that, you know, it's not going to work. Um, when I started my first startup, I kind of like gave into that. I, I bought into the, the narrative that I was telling myself that this idea is not going to work for a social dating site. Um, that was kind of like, uh, um, the idea was, um, it's a double blind. So, uh, two people get each other as potential matches and then, um, they have to say yes or no to each other. And then only if they both say yes, then they get matched. Um, it became clear to me that this wasn't a viable idea. It wasn't possible to do. And so I, I gave up. We shut down the company. Um, and then Tinder uh, came on and, and became a multi-billion dollar company and changed the world. Um, and and that was the first time I realized that um, that I, I have no idea and, and that something's off um, when I tell myself that something's not going to work out. Um, and then at my time at Yapo, I, I, um, I saw time and again um, when I was starting a, a partner channel channel team or a strategic partnership team, um, throughout that experience, there, there were moments where it just became very, very clear to me that what I was building wasn't going to work. Um, and I, I, I just ignored that and kept going and then it works. Um, so that's the first thing, um, kind of the importance of not letting fear, uh, steer the boat, um, and, and just continuing, um, and the importance of conquering fear. I think that's, that's number one. Um, and I think that seeps into everything, uh, that we do at Tolstoy and, and, uh, the culture we're trying to build. Number two, um, <clears throat> another important kind of lesson that I learned was that the people you work with, uh, so we work very hard at, at Tolstoy. We worked really hard at Yatpo too, um, cause we're, we're trying to build something big and, and meaningful, um, and uh, we believe that basically the only way to do that, um, uh, especially in the early days, is, is just to work incre- incredibly hard, um, also smart, but also hard. Um, and so the people that you surround yourself with are the, um, the people you're going to spend the most amount of time uh, with every day, um, which is kind of like a crazy realization. Um, so it's just important for it to be fun. Uh, so, so, uh, so the team that we've built at Tolstoy and continue to build. Um, just also like um, people who enjoy working together and, and, and uh, spending time with each other, which I think is a, is a very important um, part of, of uh, the culture that we're trying to build at Tolstoy. Um, and, and then the final thing is I saw at Yatpo kind of as the company progressed from four people to 50 people to 200 people to 800 people, the importance of that core original group um, and like culture is not something that you build five years in when you're 500 people. It's something you build from the first moment, uh, uh, from the interaction with your co-founder um, and the trust that you build and the openness that you have with the original founding team uh, and, uh, and, and the level of execution that people are able to um, uh, to deliver, uh, like from the very, very early days. Um, that's the, the, the next thing I think is just the importance of that kind of like original founding team, say the first 20 people in the company and the, the hiring decisions, uh, that, that you have to make around that. Um, and then the final thing I think is just the, um, like trusting a person's, um, like innate abilities and, um, uh, desire to, um, uh, 
self-improve and and uh, and do great things. Uh, Trump's for for me at least, um, and 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 us at Tolstoy, Trump's experience, Trump's um, uh, proven track record, basically every every single time. Like believe in uh, um, uh, the the people with passion who want to do a great job. Um, uh, and that that we learned, um, uh, my my co-founder and I, just because th- that's kind of what we felt we were doing uh, at Yapo, and we want to. Um, we're we're very much leaning into that kind of uh, profile at Tolstoy as well. Um, people who this is their first like real serious job, um, and then um, uh, giving them the tools and believing in them uh, to kind of like make a huge step up in their career um, and, and just like completely change uh, themselves, uh, the ecosystem um, as a result of working together and, and, and seeing how each other work uh, and, and learn from each other. Um, and so that's that's another kind of like the final key component of the culture that we're building. Yeah, those are definitely some fantastic tips for, for you know, I guess anyone getting started in business. I just wanted to come back on on Tolstoy itself as well. And, and we spoke earlier about, you know, the impact of the rise of, you know, video platforms like TikTok and Instagram on the business. I just wanted to ask, I guess, what impact did and does the ongoing, you know, global pandemic have as well on Tolstoy? I mean, it's obviously something that sped up the uptake of e-commerce globally and really forced people online. Is this, you know, a trend you've been able to tap into with the company as well? Yeah, so um, 100%. I think Tolstoy would not, <clears throat> it would not be the same company um, kind of pre-pandemic. I think the main thing is, um, what well, we touched on a bit before, it's just people's level of comfort. I, I think actually, interestingly, not even just with video, but with like user-generated video. So with short form, kind of off-the-cuff um, content, and video that's not like brand produced. If you go to almost any website today and they have a video, maybe like on a PDP, they'll have like one video along with images. That's going to be like a highly produced um, video clip of the product in a studio. Um, but today we're completely comfortable sending video messages to each other, um, swiping through hours of uh, um, videos about anything. Um, learning from uh, creators on YouTube. Um, this is something that just kind of went into overdrive uh, in the pandemic and has really, really helped us, I think, um, make the case for video in um, uh, online sales because a lot of the merchants that we work with, some of them have in-house studios and can create content, um, but but the vast majority of them don't. Um, and so um, they end up leveraging content um, uh, that their community is, is uh, uh, posting um, and content that the founder uh, will just record with her iPhone. Um, and it literally takes like the average merchant about 20 minutes to be up and running with their first video or video feed um, on their website with Tolstoy. And I think that would just not be possible, even culturally, uh, pre-pandemic. I think people would feel like they, if they post a video to their site, it has to be, um, you know, like a $20,000 production, uh, thought out, scripted. Today, um, a platform like, like Tolstoy uh, lets you 
within 20 minutes, start posting videos to your website and then seeing analytics on how it performs and then iterating and posting another video and another video and another video and just getting better and better and better at it and, and, and being able to iterate and test um, is only possible when, when the creation of video itself is very, very fast and very, very cheap. So you can just try and try and try and try again. Um, that is, I think, a direct result of um, the comfort that we all feel um, with video communication, Zoom communication um, uh, post-pandemic. Yeah, and just looking to the future, what does the next six to 12 months look like for Tolstoy? What's the growth strategy and where would you like to see yourselves um, a little while down the track? Yeah, so um, we've been... We've been kind of pulled in. We started Tolstoy as a video platform um, that was completely horizontal. We serve tens of thousands of businesses now um, uh, across all verticals. But e-com specifically um, uh, started taking off uh, about a year ago um, because I think this is, from what we see, that this vertical in particular, A, there's tons of video content ready to be to be used, but it's... It, it doesn't appear on people's websites um, and, uh, and and merchants uh, very often are, are willing, like open to testing things um, quickly, uh, early adopters. Um, and Tolstoy kind of sits at the intersection of entertainment where video is already taken over and commerce. Um, we feel like now from what we see in, 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 in the data, um, both in the growth of our merchants and the success they're seeing with video, um, 2023 is going to be kind of like a major tipping point for video. Um, uh, video creation costs are going down, um, uh, and and like video is just taking over in e-commerce. Um, so I think our goals for 2023 are just to keep growing um, and keep providing more and more value to our customer base, um, uh, coming out with more video formats, um, more insights on. Um, uh, on what kind of videos work best uh, for every individual website and and audience, um, and so so it's really kind of like doubling down. We feel like we we planted the seeds in 2022 and 2021, and and now in 2023 it's 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 really like um, just just continuing to go to market, um, deliver a great product, and and at scale for the first time, um, like a real real scale. Yeah, definitely looking forward to see how the company grows. And, and just to my final question, which is the the final question on this podcast every single time, and we've sort of covered this a little bit in the cultural discussion, but it's what is your silver bullet for business success? And it doesn't even have to be, you know, a business practice. A lot of people come on here and say, you know, it's a mindset or or it's just going surfing in the morning or it's a it's an exercise mm -hmm. or, or, or a philosophy. If you had to put it down to one or two things that, you know, you hold on to that, that you think have steered you through to this point, what would they be? Oh man, I wish I could go surfing every morning. Um, maybe that that's a, be... maybe that's more common with Australian yeah. founders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, so, so I live in Tel Aviv. It's actually, I, I lived in Australia. I lived in Melbourne for like six months. I did, um, uh, six months at, um, at, at uni there. And, um, it actually is kind of like, uh, like Israel and, and Australia share a lot. So, um, we, we have a beach here. I just, I just don't have any time. Yeah, um, that's so fair. I, maybe, maybe I'm not doing it right. Um, but, uh, I think, yeah, I think, um, from what I've seen also, um, uh, watching the Yatpo founders, watching, 
um, other founder friends uh, that I have and, and just doing this myself now for the second time. Um, I really think it's just kind of like what we tell our merchants, um, like launch quickly, fail and iterate. Um, it's, it's, and then just keep testing and experimenting uh, and just like get something up on your website as quickly as possible to start seeing how it performs and then improve. I, we do the same thing um, uh, uh, at Tolstoy uh, for, for building a business. And I think this is, uh, for, for me, for sure, I think in general, a really good uh, thing that I've seen is just getting to market really quickly, getting feedback from real customers, uh, and then improving based on that feedback. Um, I've seen the biggest mistake uh, some like friends of mine uh, have made um, launching companies is like overthinking it, um, just planning too much, um, uh, working out all the details and then like launching months or years later. And it's like, they haven't been able to actually validate something with the market. So just like uh, get to market as quickly as possible with the smallest possible thing and then learn and iterate. That's definitely great advice for anyone listening. Anyway, Dov Kaufman, co-founder and CEO of Tolstoy. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Awesome. Thanks a lot for having me.